What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Beast Mode Podcast. My name is Aaron Bees. I'm a wife, a mom, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing. I healed my way out of it, and now I am using all my social media platforms, including this podcast, to educate and raise awareness around the dangers of multi-level marketing and the tactics that some of these people use to sell you an overpriced product. <laughs> product. There it is. Um, and or try to recruit you into a failing business model. I'm super excited for today's guest. Her name is Erin Klein. She's a mama of two. Guys, we sat here and talked basketball probably for a good <laughs> 20 minutes before we started recording because she's also a basketball coach. Um, and she was a part of MLMs for 15 years. So I know that we're going to have a ton to talk about. And then Erin, if you want to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them about you and we'll dive into you sharing your story. It'd be a really long story. But, <laughs> um, yeah, mom of two, basketball coach. Um, I started in MLM. Um, actually, I was still in college. So I actually dropped out of college for MLM. So that could be a whole oh. Wow. thing too we can get into but um dropped out of school i um was in two companies one in health and nutrition and then the second in vacation so um two totally different kinds of products but very similar tactics and in situations and mm-hmm. um you know i felt like i was in my mlm all my you know my my adult life basically my entire yeah. adult life and then uh toward the end of 2018 just started I don't know, kind of noticing a little bit more, I guess my awareness was a little higher where I feel like it's a little different. I mean, everyone, I think, I'm sure a lot of your guests have different stories as far as whether they made money, didn't make money. Um, I made money. I made pretty, really good money. Like I haven't worked a job since 2014, quit my job, made good money, got all the freaking plaques, trophies, rings for income, all that kind of stuff. So it's not like I was just like, I mean, I did it. I was in it. (laughs) so um toward the end of 2018 I feel like just started having a higher awareness I guess of how shady things can be and how control how much control you really don't have even though you're led to believe I own my own business I control this I control that I realized no I absolutely do not so yeah do you want to talk here yeah welcome (laughs) short story Uh, no that was that was incredible (laughs) Do you want to talk about the two companies specifically that you were a part of? Sure. Um, the first company I was with was um, called Symmetry. Um, they don't exist anymore. They were bought out by Zingular. So some of their product line is under there. Um, I was there for six years, health and nutrition, all that kind of stuff. And then um, the second year or my second company was with um, World Venture. So it was travel, vacation, um, all that fun stuff. So obviously I think I had way more fun in World Ventures than I did the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but with that company, with um, that world, with being with Symmetry for six years, that was such a totally different um, experience, I guess. So obviously in all these different companies, and it, this was 2006. So I know things have changed so much. I'm Absolutely. sure it's different or whatever, how people build their business or what it was like. But in 2006, I was... I was uh, finished up my junior year of college. I changed my major every semester. (laughs) It was always in business. I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I was like, 
prime, right? For, for someone to come along with an MLM opportunity. Cause yeah. I just didn't know I was ambitious, all that kind of stuff. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And then, um, I actually answered an ad in the newspaper. My college roommate cut out this ad in this newspaper that was like sports minded question mark, like looking for whatever, something like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, this sounds fun. Fun little summer job. I went in and it was like a like presentation and um, I even said no, but like they, they were just very, at, they got me at least signed up as a customer because they kept edifying the person that I would be directly working with and how amazing he was. So I was like, all right, like I'll just sign up as a customer and then I'll come back and meet this guy and see how and let it go from there. Yeah. Um, and so I did. And then this person I'm I don't I'm not going to mention his name but because he, he's been my enroller for the past 15 years but I met yeah. this person and he was just he was an awesome guy he had just turned 30 when I met him he'd already became a millionaire that's what they told me I don't really know right now at that point if that was true or not to this very day but I was told that and I was like huh you know and it just felt like that group of people that I met I just felt like they had something like they knew what they wanted, where I was someone that was changing my major all the time. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't have I didn't have a direction for my ambition because I didn't know exactly what to filter it in, where I felt like this was like, OK, maybe this is something I can filter my energy into. Um, and so I'd always been great with people. I've always had no problem making friends and everywhere I went, all that kind of stuff. So my network, no problem. right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was so new. We were young and in college. So. I just gave all these names and numbers to my, this is my, my enroller and he set up appointments with all of them and they like all signed up for the most part. Right. So in my first 90 days, I made $9,000 wow. and I was a 21 year old college kid. Right. So I'm like at the bar, like shot, shot, shots. I'm buying <laughs> like, let's go. That was the most money I've that was a lot for a 21 year old. That is a lot of money. <laughs> and so I remember being up every night with a calculator. This is no joke. I would literally be up like on a calculator, like I'm going to be a millionaire at 25. Like there's no way I'm not going to be at this, at this rate, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so that's where I was with that. And, and it's just like, that's how I got started, I guess, was that whole looking for somewhere to put my put my energy into that was gonna that I was gonna see a result with and once I saw that when fall came around it was like you're not going back to college are you mm. uh, I mean I guess I I guess I don't know and they're like well I mean you're already making money here you can just keep building it's gonna grow exponentially if you go back to finish your you don't even know what you want to go for anyways right so why yeah. spend another I was going to a small private school so it's like, so why spend another 30 grand to go further in debt? You don't know what you want to do when you're already making money here, which, and that made sense to me. So I was like, yeah. okay, so here's the fun part, especially me as a mother now, I, then I wasn't, but I, I pick, I feel bad for my poor mom. Imagine getting the phone call from your child that's saying, Hey, I'm not going back to finish college. I'm going to move to Milwaukee and I'm selling vitamins in this pyramid deal. Oh my God. Yeah. It wasn't like my parents yelled at me. It was like the tears of disappointment. And I was like, they don't believe in me. Oh man. So that was the start. <laughs> that was the start of it. And so from there, it just came to, you know, and that's, I guess was a, a little bit different with this company too, where today it's like, I feel like everyone's make money from your phone, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. when I started, it was very much, you get to work from an office. 
So you, we had office space all throughout, like the, the team that I was in, office spaces all throughout the Midwest. So um, you could work from these office, you had a professional place to work, to make your calls, invite people to, to see presentations, all that kind of stuff. But I just didn't realize like, they just give you, they just have that much more control over you because you're in here and it's a privilege to be there. And not only that, but it wasn't free, right? You had ownership. So you got to pay to have a desk in an office. And you that's what we to... call pay to play. Yes. <laughs> and you got to pay for advertisements. Like I said, you're going to do what you were taught. I answered an ad in the paper. So I'm going to put ads in the paper and I'm going to put, we put post-it notes on people's car windows, <gasps> like little things. I'd be like extra cash, part-time cash. If you have six to 10 hours a week, right? Like I would go to malls and like put them all on, all that kind of stuff, college campuses. You don't have no idea how many times I got phone calls and people just bitching me out. Like, <gasps> you touch my car. And it, it just, became, you just become numb to it, right? When yeah. we go up the it's just a joke, haha. Losers are mad at me because I touched their car. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's really, what's really interesting to me is watching people that are in an MLM when they have um, somebody that's speaking about speaking out about maybe a piece of content that they've put out or their company, they get real mad. Oh, and yeah. this is um, this is also out of the bite model. But when they are trying to polarize us versus them, which is kind of what what we're talking about here, you know, yeah. um, it's just very, very, very interesting. I actually have a YouTube video coming out that I'm going to be recording here soon on that very thing, because uh, it doesn't have to be us versus them. Yeah. We're not talking about people. We're talking about the behavior. We're talking about the company. We're talking about the tactics to recruit. And so it's, it's interesting hearing you say that it is a very different time now than it was in, you know, 2006, yeah. somewhere in there, you know, yeah. social media has made a huge, huge impact on multi-level marketing. It makes people have access to other people a lot easier. Now we have cold messages, whereas before you were putting post-it notes on people's cars. Yeah. Um, now it's cold messages and vague posts and mm -hmm. curiosity posts, you know, making up a, a whole bunch of like medical claims, health claims, income claims, trying to rope people into asking questions. You get them in the inbox and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a different platform. It's the same kind of strategy. Yeah. Instead of, uh, you know, your sponsor setting up appointments after you've turned over information about friends and family. Uh, maybe it's a three-way chat yeah. Yeah. on social media because everybody is, you know, not necessarily located in the same areas. Um, but it's very interesting to watch it, I guess, change with technology, but it's, yeah. the, it's the same things, you know? Right. And that, when I first started looking at like anti MLM content, it took me a few weeks to understand what Hun meant. Cause I, that just wasn't part of me. I guess I started yeah. then. And so when social media started, I'm like, I never said, Hey, Hun, I've never sent a cold message. I've never, I just, I never made posts. I never posted about my business on social media ever. I mean, I went travel, right. And I would have a sign, right. I would post pictures of my vacations but like never like a join my team post or a buy my, pro nothing like that. Yeah. 
hold on disclaimer in the first company I did do like before and after pictures with weight loss stuff but that was like 2008 nobody else was doing it so yeah. it, it worked I got a lot of traction that way because yep. it was different now I feel like it's a dime a dozen everyone's posting before and after pictures and now there's apps that you can even not if they're you don't even know if they're real anymore yeah um, but yeah so I didn't I didn't know what it meant when people were talking about MLM Huns. I was like, what is that? What are they talking about? Yeah. Now I get it because I've received those messages. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just different how how it works. And I guess too, it's just I I was so bought into the whole, you know, work temporarily motivated to be permanently lazy kind of thing. Yeah. And I think in some some aspects that that was true for me in the sense that in that nutrition company I was in. Um, I have, I still have all my little trophies. My husband's like, can we throw these away? I'm like, this is all I have to remember my time here. Yeah. Cause but, you had um, fun. You, I, I, I mean, had... we, we, before you guys don't know this, that are, that are listening, but, yeah. uh, before we started recording, she was like, Hey, you know, I, I had fun. And, yeah. and I think that maybe that's something that we should talk about. There are good parts, good memories, if you will, um, when I look back at my time in multi-level marketing, there's good people in multi-level oh, yeah. marketing companies, you know, let's not get it twisted here. I know that it's uncomfortable to watch anti MLM content. I know it's uncomfortable when your leader is covered or when your piece of content is covered or when you're even your company is covered. We're seeing that with a lot of the Elomere people, this new company yeah. that's, that's launching here soon. Um, that's uncomfortable, you know, yeah. but it's not an attack on the people. The problem is the business model. But I look back at, at my time and I had, I have great memories. I had, there's, there's, uh, I have friends that I have known from my very first company that I do still communicate with. I was just talking with one the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it, it, that's the allure also, not yeah. just the financial stuff, you know, not just the, um, the, the time freedom and some of these things that they're pitched, sometimes it's the community aspect yeah. of this that is so alluring for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are very lonely, you know, especially after the last two years that we've had. There's a lot of people that were looking for community, which is why I think a lot of people joined MLMs over these last two years was because they were looking for the community, yeah. you know? So, yeah. They do a fantastic job of that. They yeah. for sure do yeah. <laughs> a good job of making that feel like you're part of something until you, until you don't want to be, but, <laughs> but I think, yeah, they just, I remember even, I don't know what you would spend a lot of years too in the industry, but I remember we always called them like professional meeting attenders. Like, so yes. I've had people on my team, like for years and years where they never really recruited anybody, maybe got a few customers, but they just liked the environment <laughs> and they just kept coming around. And so we're like, all right, they're not a builder. They're a professional meeting attender. Let them be professional meeting attenders (laughs) that they help build the, build the culture and all that kind of stuff. So lots of people like that, which at the same time, sometimes I go back and try and feel, think, figure out if I feel guilty or not. Right. Cause everyone's like, oh, if you're recruiting all these people, you had a really big team, you made a lot of money. So obviously you had a big downline. So how many people were screwed over because yeah, team, (laughs) And I never really like thought about it because I guess first of all, like I, I, my first company, so six years, I have um, some, some trophies from there where it's like two years in a row of quarter million in sales and then two years of half a million in sales. So you'd think after doing 
that much in sales, killing it, right? But I never made more than forty thousand on a ten ninety nine in that in those companies. So that sucks. That's a terrible comp plan. But I didn't know I was young. I didn't know anything about it. So in my second company, right? So I was still like, gosh, there's so much to go into with this first one. It screwed me over bad. It effed up my credit credit so bad. I was told not to pay my bills because my bills don't make me any money. So I got into bad, terrible credit card debt because I'd be like, because we had such high overhead. It wasn't just buy your products. It was $300 to have a desk in the office. You have to have a phone line. You have to run advertisements. You have to come to our training every month, which is $195. You had to pay for training too? Every month, $195. And we, um, and it was hotel and transportation. It was always in Chicago. So no matter where you lived in the Midwest. So we always had to do that. So overhead- was this company training or was this team training? My team, the team my upline, which and I where was the later. money going? Him. He made a ton of money. Okay. That's he was saw where I was going he with was that. Killing it. Yeah. He made money from uh, from the team, from his business. He made money from the training. He made money at the training. He had t-shirts. You need to buy a t-shirt for you and your team. That's so disgusting. that you're all it's your jersey. It's your team jersey. So you got to buy all this for your team. Which was why he was advertising for sports-minded people. Oh, probably, yeah. And it was just all this, like, stuff. So, and it's just like, and you just did it because it was that whole thing, too, where... um, You want to be successful, right? And if you quit or you left, the way that people talked about you was like, oh, my gosh, what a loser. I definitely don't want to be that person. Loser, quitter, especially being an athlete. Like, so part of being an athlete, I was like, I'm never going to quit. I work hard. I'll outwork anybody, right? You bring that attitude, then it's like, I can't quit because I just said I'm going to outwork everybody. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to go put more post-it notes on anybody's car. Like, Yeah. I'm not tired. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Like those, that, that mindset, but then not only that, um, you know, you see sometimes the way people talk about, like, I loved the whole, like, um, locker room talk, right. Where someone's like, get off your ass, work hard, yeah, right? Yeah, like some yeah. people, but like as an athlete, sometimes like that motivated me. I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm gonna do it then, you know? So I guess like, he was very, very good at knowing people's personalities and what motivated them and how to get them to not just want to work hard, but not, but never leave, never quit. Yeah. And also I told you I moved to Milwaukee. So get this even crazier than just moving to all these cities. I lived in like two bedroom apartments with eight people. Oh my God. So we could keep our overhead down for our life. So we could put all of our money into training. Holy pyramid scheme. Yeah. It was like the Holy grail. He had it figured out until. And you were ordering products on top of that. Yeah. And flyers, those flyers. Okay. So get this, those flyers that we bought, they were $98 for a box of 5,000. Okay. Okay. I didn't, I didn't learn this till like way after those boxes actually cost $45. So he was making $50 off each of us buying these boxes. Oh, what a slime bag. Yeah. So it's not like he was making money off selling t-shirts, having his own trainings, um, selling us like those flyers. Then there was something called Rhinocom, which was like, so it's different. There wasn't like the cell phone, social media connection like there is today. So it was like, you got to get on this telephone service so that I can, so that he can make a message and send it out to everybody. So everyone has this, is, is plugged in, right? 
I didn't even learn this till later, but that was like a totally almost separate MLM. It was like a telecommunications MLM, but he had us sign up for it. We didn't even know what it was. It was just like, we just thought it was a telecommunications service that we were using, but really it was another MLM that he was making money from. Oh my God. But it was disguised. Okay. You don't have to obviously mention his name on on here, but I would love for you to tell me privately what his name is. I totally will. I want to dig a little bit. Yeah. This is crazy. Oh yeah. That's why I'm saying like, it's so, that's why I feel like my second company was totally different experience. Like obviously there was still those like MLM cult like behavior, but in comparison to what I came from, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So much freedom here. Uh, I got to live, but yeah, it was crazy. So it was like, you just eat, sleep, live everything. Um, Remember like, even like, I moved away. Right. So it was like Christmas is one day. So it's like, I never came home for Christmas. I never came home for holidays, birthdays, weddings. Like that six years was total. I think I saw my family like three, four times. Yeah. Cause you were so committed to making this reality. (laughs) Yeah. It make you like, it's a badge of honor. Like it's like, it's, it makes you like, you're proud. Like it's a bragging point. Like I was willing to give all this up. Yeah. because I'm an entrepreneur. Like they, it made you feel like, like it was a good thing to do. All they that. definitely do glorify hustle culture culture. And that still happens today. I don't care what company it is, yeah. you know, whether it's in private or public, when there's some sort of a quote unquote sacrifice made, whether it's, Oh, my so-and-so, my cousin or whatever in my family is getting married and I'm not going to go because I, I'm going to go to our company's training because this business is important to me. Those types of, I'm using air quotes, y'all can't see it, but those types of uh, sacrifices are um, applauded, encouraged, you know, whether it's in like a private team chat or the private groups or text messages, oh my God, the sacrifice you're making is amazing, you know, and then they, they have what I have experienced, let me be careful on how I'm explaining this. Um, from what I have experienced, those things are weaponized to shame people that are not making those same sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yucky. Very, yeah. very yucky. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's gross. And it's like just thinking about like how, how they can, like, I was in my twenties, you know? So it's like, just thinking about like starting so young with like, I've, I've had a lot of issues since I've left, you know, you play the, the what if game, like, what if I never joined MLM and I actually enjoyed my twenties and I did the things that you're supposed to do when you're 23 and 24 and go out and all that stuff. But obviously that you can't live there, you know, but so I've had to, to work from there, but, um, but just started, I think so young. And then like, in those formative years, I guess, especially like that drop out of college. Right. And then I just felt like, I went through this whole shift where even after leaving my second company, it was like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? Like, I dropped out of college for this. I cut off that bridge to do anything, which I mean, I'm not, I mean, there's lots of things you can do without going to college. I don't even know if I necessarily am a college fan myself yet. I haven't decided, but yeah, (laughs) I mean, I know a lot of people with college degrees that are worse off. So, (laughs) yeah, so, um, but I'm, but, but those what ifs, you know, like maybe I would have found a career that I liked or you know, just relationships that were left, you know, like I was engaged when I was to my high school sweetheart for like a long time. And that relationship ended because I was like, 
nope, I gotta, I gotta move to Milwaukee. I have to move here. I have to build my business. And if you're not supportive of that, then maybe we're not meant to be where, you know, like I don't regret anything. Obviously I love my husband and my family that I have now things happen for a reason, but it wasn't like it was a bad relationship is my point. It's not like I, like he was a supportive, good person. So it's like just all those things, you just break these relationships because people make you feel like that. And I would, I will say, I think there's give and take. And then I feel like so much business is done so differently today with technology and all that kind of stuff. It's different. I feel like, but I do feel like there, I don't regret all of it. Cause I do feel like there are, there are sacrifices. No matter. I mean, my husband and I have traditional businesses too, where you still make sacrifices. You still got to take risks and chance Absolutely. And, and traditional business too. I think the appeal of MLM is that you don't have to do all that upfront risk and that stuff. And I think that's why people are attracted to it, but I definitely feel like if you're going to succeed in anything and have your own business, sure, there's sacrifice. I feel like I learned some of those skills, but I just feel like they were like over magnified, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of saying that. And yeah, that's one of the things that a lot of the people in multi-level marketing companies kind of showcase, you know, especially that like the MLM coaches, Oh yeah. overhead and you don't have to make these inventory decisions and you don't have to do this and you don't have to do that. Well, then let's, let's call it what it is. You're a salesperson for this company. It's not, it's not your own business because you're not making those decisions. You know, you're not controlling price points. You're not controlling what products are, are coming out. You're, you're a salesperson. And this has come up a lot lately. And I feel like maybe this is a, a, since you do have traditional businesses, you and your husband, um, I think that maybe it's, it's kind of a, we should talk about this, you know, MLM models versus, versus a traditional retail type model, you know, and somebody asked me the other day, well, I think it was on a YouTube comment or YouTube video. And they commented and said, well, why do you, you know, I'd love to see a video on why you think some of these companies choose a multi-level marketing business model over a traditional and to very simply answer in my opinion I think it's because when you have people that join a multi-level marketing company obviously the money and the flow of money and it flows up mm-hmm. um, the other thing is when you have 1099 contracted employees you're not paying them salaries as salespeople. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a traditional retail model, you're going to pay people some sort of an hourly wage, management, salary, benefits, those types of things. And when you have a multi-level marketing company, they don't have to do any of that, except for their corporate employees. You know, they don't have to pay these salespeople. So a lot of these MLM people are essentially their marketing and advertising team that they're working for free unless they sell or recruit. One hundred percent. And the corporate, I always remember, I never got an answer from it till this day. I figured it out. But I remember like seeing all these other companies, like companies and like the presidents and founders of the CEOs of these companies. And it was so amazing that they were these CEOs because they had field experience because they were in MLM. And I remember thinking, well, if they were so great and they made so much money residually in MLM, why would you ever quit that to be a corporate person? Like, and that we're seeing that actually yeah. in this new company that's launching next week, Elomir, yeah. where the CEOs are former multi-level marketing builders. I think most of them are. I would be curious to see how many MLM, like the corporate people are from the field. I think yeah. most of them are. 
I would say a lot of them are. Yeah. And why do you think they, just your opinion, why do you think that they jump from multi-level marketing builders, if you will, to a corporate or like CEOs? Why do you think they make that jump? Control (laughs) and money. Like they see where the money is. And then, um, yeah, I've noticed that even like in my last company, it was the whole, you know, going back to traditional, like not having control, you're a salesperson, free, free marketing, free salesperson for these companies where, um, in my last company in the end of 2017, um, November and December, I did not get paid those commissions. (laughs) Like the 15th of the month came and I'm like, where's my check? It's not deposited in my bank account. You just didn't get paid? Nope, not at all. And then um, same thing in December. I mean, we called, but they told us a story about things happening in China and like um, uh, some bank fraud where the company lost like 22 mil. It was the whole story. That could be a whole nother 30 minutes. Oh my God. A whole story about it. And the whole point was like, we have a strategy in place to get back on track, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff, right? But you get told this happens to all businesses go through stuff and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. And then in January, 2018, they got back on track. So starting in January, I was paid my every month, right? But I still never received November and December. I'm like, what? And those, I mean, I'm not gonna talk numbers, but they were pretty decent checks. This is all I did. And they were pretty well, and it's big, illegal. Size, big size checks that I was two months worth not having. That's <laughs> insane like, that they can do that and get away with it. Right. And so I was like, this is so weird, bizarre. And then, so that's when I took a step back. I was like, I can't recruit anybody because I'm like, how am I supposed to be like, Hey, you can make money here. Hope. And I still get paid, but right. You- you know? So that's kind of where I started taking a step back and then having that awareness of like, I have no control. Like, I don't know what they're talking about in these meetings. Like, I don't know what's really happening. I'm just know what they're telling me. And like, you know, you have your uplines and the people that are really high up that are basically doing damage control with all their teams and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, that's what I was like, just started taking more steps back and focusing on other things that my husband and I had in place. Like, all right, focusing on other businesses that we had control of because we actually did own versus <laughs> continuing to build with them. And so then like that happened for a couple of years, we just kept being told like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, back pay's coming. There was always a plan to get the back pay, but never got the back pay. And then in oh, 2020, <laughs> the end of 2020, um, all of a sudden we were signed up in a different company. Like they just took our entire um, like they just took everybody in our company and like dropped it into a different company. So you still had the same, cause they this were is world ventures. Yeah. And what, what did they go? What company did they, they went go to, to? to secret direct secret direct. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So secret has, um, like they, I don't think they have anymore. They used to have like the kiosks in the mall with like the sea salt scrubs and the mud masks and oh, all that. Oh, wait, how do you go from a travel company to this? Because the owner of that company wanted a travel platform. So when they saw World Ventures was going through what it was going through, it was obviously an opportunity for them to be like, I can bring these people over to my company that have this experience and bring a travel platform to. That is so odd. Don't you, don't you, I mean. So they have it all. So now they have a travel platform called Secret Escapes. And so, so anyway, so everybody got moved there and I'm like, okay. But so we didn't get paid November, December, 2020 either so four months now of that company I didn't get paid still haven't to this day and I won't because they declared bankruptcy it went through all the courts 
all this kind of stuff. Wow. And in order to get the money that they paid that, so like they, there was new owners, new people that bought out. So it's Dream Trips International now. And in order to get your back pay, they were going to pay you up to 65% of what was owed to you, but you had to be an active member and customer. I'm like, why do I have to pay you each month for money that I've already earned? It's not even like I'm going to earn it. I already earned it. Like it's already should be mine. And now you're saying I get to have up to 65% if I'm a qualified. How is this not a class action lawsuit? That's what I was wondering because it went through, obviously it went through the court system. So like legal eyeballs were on this and that's what they came up with. Okay, listen, for those of you that are listening, if you have had this experience with World Ventures, message me. I'm curious. I want to know. Um, and maybe this is something that I can forward to, you know, a, um, a lawyer. I actually have somebody in mind. <laughs> yes, do it. Um, because you guys should get paid for, I can't believe this hasn't, even if the company was bought out, they still are responsible for, for they're still responsible for all of this. Oh, right. And that's where it's like some, there's some people that stayed with the company that some people that were in secret and then all this happened. And then they went back to dream trips because they have that option if they chose to. And then, cause you wouldn't get, oh, if you were in secret, right? Cause everybody moved over. Yeah. But if you were active, then they wouldn't pay you. So you had to choose between, you know, you couldn't keep your active spot in secret. So you had to make that decision. I'm going to either build here or here. So some people did go back to dream trips, but it's funny the way they market it now, where it's like, it's a brand new company, all this kind of stuff where, but it's like, no, it's not like you still owe us. They, they talk about how it's new, but then they talk about all the experience that they have because they're really how they're really 17 years now. Um, but it's like, so you can't be 17 years old with all this experience in, in the travel field and be a brand new company at the same time. So yeah. Pick one, you know? yeah. And this, these are this, I, I would venture to say that there's probably a lot of people within that company. They're like, this is a ground floor opportunity. But and anybody yeah. that does some research and, and goes back and looks and goes, wait, they were a part of this company. And that goes back 17 years. This is not a ground floor opportunity. Oh, what are you talking about? Right. And especially too, like. Again, when I felt like when I was got started, I was in like the holy grail of companies because there was really no other travel companies at the time. And like I said, it was fun. Like I traveled a ton. Like my, I, I, that's, I'm grateful for that. I did. I went, traveled the world all through Europe, different beach, like everywhere. I got to have so much fun because of this travel membership. And so that's what makes me so sad is I feel like it's just so tainted now. (laughs) It's not what it was. It's not what it. It's not what I sold. It's something totally different. And um, not only that, it's like, now there's like, now it's a diamond. Now it's almost, it's almost, not quite, but it's almost like health and nutrition where there's tons of companies. Now I feel like there's tons of travel companies, Yeah. right? Where at the time I, there might've been like one or two other ones that I'd heard of and that was it. But now I feel like there's, I see all kinds of travel MLMs and If they're not a travel MLM, there's a lot of MLMs like Secret that have existed forever that are adding travel to what they have. Tons of them. I am um, uh, Academy, right? Like they have, they just launched their travel platform. um, All kinds of crypto education company, similar to iGenius. And now they have their own travel platform, which I, I, this could be a whole nother tangent, so I'll keep it short. But the guy that brought travel to their company, let's just say I've known him for many, many years. 
And we've had many, many conversations about it to try and get me in before all this too. Yeah. Um, but when you start learning about how travel MLMs work, a lot of them use the same companies to run their platform. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you can like look, I mean, a lot of them, it's like, they're like our travel technology is so much better and we have this, this, and this, but really there's like, they're all using kind of the same parent company with the travel platform. They're are serving all these other MLMs. I wish I could say I'm surprised by that. I'm really not. <laughs> right. I'm really not because a lot of these companies use the same suppliers. And mm-hmm. oh. I remember my first company, um, when you hit a certain level, you got to go to New York where the manufacturing plant was and tour the manufacturing plant because that, you know, gives you confidence. You got to see where your product came yeah. from. I remember going there and I remember like them, like seeing all the products that they make. And there are a lot of other MLM nutrition supplements. And I remember being like, yes, they make all their products too. Like, isn't that our competition? I had the same experience when I went to the Prove It Warehouse for the first time. I don't remember the company at the time, but I remember seeing our products at the time being made. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then literally on the next machine over, there was another MLM product. And I was like, wait, same experience as you. I'm like, wait a second. We make other MLM products now because I have learned quite a bit. Uh, Now I understand that these warehouses, when they they have a a product that's physically being made or whatever, they can rent out that space to other MLMs, um, which I think they're making money. uh, Yeah, it's it's a business, right? So So they're good. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's very interesting. It is, it is, it's crazy. It's just the whole, it's just been a whole, let's call it one big long learning experience, I guess. Very well said. Learning that a lot of life lessons and wisdom, I guess, in these past 15 years of learning. And then it's just, you know, hindsight. I guess for me, it's like, there's so many people that are vulnerable to these scenarios. And it's like, I remember people talking about how like MLM's dangerous. And I remember thinking, what? How's yeah, it I'm fun. Like, no one's going to die. Like, yeah. It's fine. But so, um, but I see now how it's like, it, it could be like, I have a lot of friends, I guess, that are in different MLMs that they never recruited a downline ever. They make five to 600 bucks a month and they have customers only to me. Cool. More power. If that's what you do, like, yeah, awesome. Right. Like I have a friend that was in Advocare and when all that happened with Advocare, she wasn't affected one bit. Cause she never recruited a team. She only had customers. Anyway. She just sold the product. Yeah. So yeah. it didn't affect her one little bit. So I'm saying like people like that doesn't bother me, I guess. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, you're making a few hundred bucks, just selling a product. You like, you don't recruit a down anything like that. You're not making those promises that, you know, that, that can I just, happen. I just wish that, that, that it wasn't multi-level marketing. I wish mm-hmm. it was just, you know, retail sales. And I wish that people actually made a decent commission off of the sale of the product because you and I both know that the the difference in you know the the commission from the sale of a product and the difference in the bonuses or whatever the contests and stuff for recruiting people are two very I mean there's just such a huge difference yeah and I think it would be really cool if some of these MLM companies were not MLMs and they were just retail sales. Hey, sign up to be a sales rep. This is the commission that you make on the sale of the product. Try it, see what you think, share it out with your network, yeah. you know, and, and removing the whole recruiting team volume, downline checks, check matching, all of those kinds of things. And that, they make it so confusing. 
Oh, they really do. I remember even so, like looking at comp plans in different companies and I'm like, do you what? think they do it on purpose? Yeah. Cause then you wouldn't know what to argue for if you, you, know you want to feel like, stupid asking the question. No, no. Yeah. Some of them are very confusing. Yeah, um, yeah. Some people like when I was in world event, like I was just ignorance on fire, I guess my entire network marketing career, I never really looked into it because symmetry like my first company yeah it sucked i went into debt i it, i lived in a total cult life i lived in my car for a couple months at one point like yeah. it was total bad experience um but then in world ventures i started i actually made money like good money and i remember like i didn't even think to ask questions because life You're making money good. yeah it was fine and i remember someone asking me like how do you how to um how do you get your residual checks and i was like direct oh. deposit like i didn't even <laughs> I didn't even know. How do you actually make that? Right. I had no idea. I was like, direct Aww. deposit. It just goes into my bank account. You're so cute. I know. And he was like, no, but like, how is the number determined? Oh. I was like, oh, I have no idea. I just know it. I log in. the next meeting. There. Yeah. Um, so I, I started, that's when I started, you know, okay, I should understand some complex stuff more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, and like you said, I wish there were just like that referral program. Cause like what in, my last company like i would still have just killed it because it was travel and it was fun and i enjoyed it but it was yeah. like um you know what we talked about those people that are the professional meeting attend you know we said that yeah. i do wonder sometimes because there are a lot of people that were in my team that were around that worked with me and not necessarily personally but like seven eight years that i know never made more than never i don't i wouldn't even say a thousand bucks in a year yeah, same. that would be like, wow, they made a thousand. I wouldn't even think they were close to that. Lots of them. And they came to every event. They came to everything they bought in there. And so I don't know if they just really enjoy it and maybe that's okay. And they're not mad about it, but I don't know. And it's hard to say, and it's hard to say, like, I regret pouring into people saying like, you can do it. Like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like you never, I mean, there's people that can, but it, it, the system isn't set up, I guess for that, where I thought because I was making money they that it too. was, yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. genuinely believed like, if I can do it, they definitely, why can't they? Like, why isn't it working for them? They can do it. Like you yep. just gotta do this and this. And I genuinely remember thinking that. And then in hindsight, I'm like, was I lucky? Did I just recruit the right people? I guess mm -hmm. that I could just. Yeah. That's yeah. that. I had a hard time processing that too, because yeah. when you really start to look at the business model and the income disclosure statements and yeah you know, our own personal taxes, and you start really kind of like asking yourself some questions. What I realized was I was at the top of my pyramid. I may not have been the top of the company. I mean, I was in the top 0.38% right. prove it, but I was at the top of my pyramid, which meant, meant everybody that was on my team in order for me to be making the money that I was, they had to lose. Yeah. That's hard to, to process. I, I, I still have a hard time with that because I, I have, I do have such guilt around that. Um, because I, at the time I really thought I was doing the right thing. I really thought, just like you said, I thought these, you know, if I'm making money, these people are too, this is great. We're all winning. Right. It's but, just a matter of time before they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's a hard thing to process. You know, that's tough. Right. Yeah, it is tough. And then just, and then I don't know what your relationship, I know you were in a couple different companies, but, um, like Six. with an upline. Yeah. Six if you have the same enroller, like, did you go from company to company Great on your question. own or with uh, a team? 
No. So my first company was Slumber Parties and Slumber Parties was bought out by Pure Romance. Never. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yep. And so um, when I came over to Pure Romance, I, I can't remember if my original enroller, I think she did go over to Pure Romance. So we all just kind of transferred. Mm -hmm. Same kind of thing. You had to sign off. You had to sign the agreement. You know, I remember thinking this feels really weird. I don't, I don't <laughs> like how this feels. And, and, you know, um, somebody in my upline was like, no, Aaron, this is a great thing. And I'm like, how is this a great thing? Like, we've heard terrible things about this company. And now all <laughs> of a sudden we work for this company. Yeah. What? <laughs> and um, I, I remember that whole thing. That was very traumatic. That was very, very traumatic waking up you know, and, and getting this email and all of a sudden, welcome to pure romance. And we're like, what are you talking about? Like, it was just, it was messy. Um, and so when I went from, let's see, so slumber parties to pure romance, same upline. Um, and then when I went from, when I left pure romance and I was going to join love winks, which is another romance company that was actually started by somebody in my upline from slumber parties and pure romance and we all got sued wow. so I had to take a year off in that year I joined Arbon. I joined Arbon under a an acquaintance from high school um that didn't work out well because I worked my face off and I sold a ton of product and I think I made like 37 dollars and I was livid whoa <laughs> livid and yeah. So that didn't last very long. And then from there, um, I joined Love Winks and I joined direct to corporate. I didn't have an upline. Um, I didn't want an upline. I didn't want anybody benefiting off of my effort, our team's effort. I mean, the company obviously did, right, but right, right. Um, so I was direct to, to corporate. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And then in Prove It, I actually joined under Jesse Lee, who was somebody that I was connected to, not in, not, we weren't in on the same team, but we were on the advisory board and slumber parties together. So yeah, that's my journey. Yeah. So you worked directly with Jesse Lee as your enroller? I or? did. Yeah. Um, I was a part of her inner circle. I was part of leadership. I feel like she's the kind of person, I think I mentioned that to you before too, that like, if I were in, that I would actually like not, like, I would like it. Like, I like that kind of like energy as far as like, do it or you suck, you know, like for some reason that's yeah. right. Like, okay. I mean, that's, that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely her I mean, that's not now, but I feel like the pre, like me, like now I'm like, okay, don't talk to me like that, but. In an MLM, yeah. Like, yeah, that competitive you know, yeah, nature, but yeah, it's bad. just those people. Like I, I've had the same enroller obviously for 15 years and even a lot of the same people in my team, like a lot of us have all been together for that long. 
Yeah. And so it's so crazy now just being like on the outside. Where yeah. I was so like, how did you get out? So I, um, okay. So after all that went to secret, cause I, I, I starting in 2018, I really wasn't doing anything after I wasn't paid. Cause I, my guard was up and I was figuring stuff out. So I really didn't do, I didn't recruit anybody. I didn't sign even customer. I didn't do anything for like whatever. And then 2020 happened, had a kid, all that stuff. So I really wasn't like doing much, but which what I thought was the whole beauty of network marketing where I'm like, wow, I haven't done anything for years. Yeah. My are coming. This is great life. All my sacrifices paid off, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what we were sold. And that's why I was like, oh, it happens. It's true. And so then all that stuff happened with World Ventures and then everything went to secret. Well, what happened was they moved us all up and then over to secret. So everyone's teams were the same. Um, there were some people, we had a binary, so it's the same in secret, a yep. binary. Um, so there were some people in my team that were on the inside leg that felt like they were being screwed over. And now that we were moving, this is an opportunity to maybe get moved. Oh. So my uplines, up whatever, um, some, some were like, Hey, like, is there an opportunity? Cause they have way bigger numbers than me when they're like, they were top level earners of the previous company had hit the top level multiple times. So they have way more numbers to work with when they're moving people. And they had um, in World Ventures, you were allowed to have as many spots as you wanted. So you could have five different spots where in secret, you, they don't allow you to do that. So some of these people, like in my uplines that had multiple spots, because you could learn to double dip on the pay plan. Yeah, they had to condense all of their spots into one. So they had a lot. So anyways, long story short, there were a couple of people that saw that as an opportunity and were like, can I be moved to this spot on your team? And Which there was impacted nothing. the people that they used to be under. Yep. Like, yeah. Like, like you. <laughs> and it's not even like it was spillover. Like it was my personally enrolled people. God, that is so shady. <laughs> like lineage, not, not like it was just like, oh, spillover. So that sucks that I'm missing out on them now, but actual work I did direct people yeah. that you recruited and then all of a sudden so I was still getting paid from secret and then all of a sudden my enroller called me crying and he was like I just want you to know this is happening they went around me I didn't have anything to do with which I don't know if that's true or not mm. <laughs> but I was just like I remember going for a long long walk um I am a Christian person and I went on this long walk and I cursed out Jesus the whole way. I was like, how would you let this happen? Like yeah. just a whole, whole big mess for a while. And then, um, cause it, it not only just hurt financially, like, oh, all of a sudden now this check's gone because of yep. the way things are moved. But it was just like the people too. I'm like, I thought like we were all friends. Like I thought these, like, even if he would, people were going to do that, like you can't even have the decency for a phone call. Like you're just going to let me wake up one day without a, without yeah. a chat. You know what I mean? Like not even have nice. a conversation about it. And so after all that, I was just like, you know what? Like I've been like through the ringer. I've been like teetering on this for years. I haven't felt good about it. This happened. I have nothing to lose now, literally nothing to lose yeah. at this point. And I was like, and nobody seems to care. Like, I don't even like, now I have trust issues. Like you guys, I, I stuck it out with this company. You didn't pay me for like two times in two yeah. different years, four months I'm owed. I just listened. I was loyal and I was, I stuck mm -hmm. around and I, oh, whatever. And like, then this happened and I messaged a few people that were in my upline. Um, and that's another thing too. I never worked with women. 
all of my uplines always been like really alpha males too. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. None of them. I've never had one single, never once had a female upline in all 15 years. And um, so I emailed, I messaged these guys that were like, whatever. And just a lot, it was something like, I didn't expect anything, but it was like more for like a closure thing. I just have to get this off my chest. And it was just yeah. kind of like, you know, this is shady that it happened. I was, you know, 15 years, did all this, stuck it out through all the hard stuff. And then for this to happen, like I, you know, whatever. And like one was very sincere and was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened. He probably didn't know personally, right? He probably didn't know, yeah. but like, he's like, I'm sorry it's happened. The one said to me, <laughs> I'm so sorry that happened. If circumstances were different, would you want to continue to build? And I'm like, are you trying to like re-recruit? Re yeah, I just told you how I don't trust any of you people. <laughs> and like, it's- I wish y'all could have seen my face when she was saying that. My eyes <laughs> got like, so big. Like, is he really trying to recruit yeah. you? Yeah, and I was like, no, that wouldn't change anything, but- it's kind of like in the Wizard of Oz when you see behind the curtain. Yes. Once you really start to have these kinds of experiences, because let's just be honest, at the end of the day in MLMs, people are for themselves. Yes. They might present it in a way like our team, the culture, we love, you know, this is a family. If they have a choice and, and I've seen it, I've been a part of it. I've even been this person. Mm -hmm when there is a buyout or some kind of a shift like this, they are always going to do what's best for them, not the team. And it's unfortunate, but it's like, once you start to see these things, then you see other things that you weren't aware of, you know, because you're, you're peeling back the curtain and you're seeing the wizard and you're like, wait, this wizard isn't so magical. Like what's going on? And you really start to see it for what it is. And then it's kind of like, well, there's, there's really no going back. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? you see it and you know how people don't really care about you. And yeah, and that's been crazy. Hard. And so I feel like I kind of have like the reverse story of you where you said you started because you were a mom and like having that identity. Yeah. Right? I felt like it was reversed for me. Cause then it was like, okay, I don't have all my identity was I, I got to train on stages. I got to talk. It was, I felt yeah. I had significance. I was important. Mm. I got to lead calls and I got to, I was edified and you go yeah. to the events and you know, like that, that feeling. And, um, so it's like, almost like after I left MLM, it was just that opposite where it's like, I am having an identity crisis the other way where I'm yeah. like, Oh, now I don't, what am I now? If I'm yeah. not in that in MLM. So still, yeah, I still totally on that, that journey, I guess, but yeah, I totally get that. I mean, I did all of that stuff too, you know, and it's dopamine is a really fascinating thing. You know, it gets you to do some things that maybe you wouldn't normally do, you know, like, oh my God, they said my name and oh my God, they asked me to teach on the, on the team call or, oh my God, they want me to speak about X, Y, and Z. And it's kind of like, you have this just like you said, significance. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of people that are searching for significance. There's a lot of people that are looking for purpose. And then, you know, within MLMs, not all of them, but some of them use that faith manipulation, yeah. you know, that Christian based faith manipulation that we're seeing God, God led you here, you know, <laughs> and um, I don't think that that's the case. <laughs> I, I don't think that God wants people to be a part of multi-level marketing companies, knowing that the majority of people, even though you might have some good memories and some good moments, the majority of people are losing money. 
they're losing themselves. You know, they're, they're for the most part being introduced to transactional relationships, right. you know, they're sacrificing time and, and, and really important moments with family members and friends. And I just, I have a hard time picturing that God would want people to be a part of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. Who knows? I think even, even in like seasons of times or years of times, like, I don't know, I guess, it's, I guess people like you, you and I, that it was so many years in it, you know, like that long and that many amount of time. And I think for some people have better, you know, they were in for six months, learned some sales skills and took it to a career that they liked, you know, yeah. or like something like that, you know, maybe yeah. that's just the optimist in me. That's like, there's gotta be something good. But I mean, like- I think there's, I, I do think that there's always positive things that we take from situations. I value the friendships yeah. that I have from those times that, that, you know, they're still my friends, even though I'm speaking out, some of them are still in multi-level marketing companies. Some of them are still improve it, you know, but uh, they're yeah. still my friends. You know, right. I, I, I respect them. I love them. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope that they get out of the MLM. Yeah. Um, but just like you said, there are skills and stuff that I have learned from my time in multi-level marketing, which a lot of that is marketing on social media. Um, yeah. I'm just not as vague. I'm a lot yeah. more direct because you came up in multi-level marketing, building belly to belly. Yeah. You know, you did in-person events. Mm-hmm. I kind of have done both. Yeah. There was this weird kind of, not weird, but there was kind of a transition. You know, I, I started doing parties. So in-person, yeah. in-person events, in-person meetings. Um, and then we transitioned to social media being a really, really big thing, especially around 2014, 15, 16 in there. Yeah. Um, and that was when. I was like, oh my God, I don't have to do parties anymore. I can just do this stuff online. This is amazing. Right. And so marketing, whether it's in person or online is probably one of my, my biggest takeaways aside from, from the friendships and, you know, all the conversations that you have kind of off to the side at these events and stuff that you remember the meals that you shared. Those are the things that are really special to me, you know? Yeah. Until you, until there, unless there's somebody that you screw screws you over in the long run and you realize, yeah. they weren't, but yeah, yeah, Accurate. a lot of good stuff. I know. Yeah. No, lots of good stuff. Lots of good people. I mean, I, I always, I mean, if I wasn't an MLM, I wouldn't have my husband and my kids. So I mean, yeah. I got well, that's that a major, major positive takeaway. <laughs> and it's like the same with him too. Like he's, he doesn't do MLM anywhere either. I mean, but it, we laugh about we, he's even more of an optimist than I am. So he's yeah. still like, um, but he, we just laugh about, I guess, some of the things where like he was at a certain level that was maybe making like two, two, two grand to 2,500 bucks a month. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I remember being like, I'm retired. <laughs> it's like, like, well, retired yeah, when, when you're, not when you're 20, 26, 26 year old guy with no family that yeah. you, best you can, that's good money. But like, but it, we're like, it's just so funny to like, look back at that and be like, okay, the things we would, oh, the yeah. verbiage and the language and how you say things and yep. all that kind of stuff. But even just like seeing people in the industry, when you talk about like corporate people, like I found out through all these court from, from um, us not getting paid from our last company yeah. and like all the bankruptcy, all the court documents, it's all public. They paid millions of dollars, not uh, like not per person, but total to 
corporate people and bonuses while they're not the distributors yeah and so a lot of those people then they go over to secret like some of these people are corporate people are now corporate part of secret and then i've seen people that or in my company posting about these people like they're so such amazing people i'm we're so lucky to have them on our corporate staff and i'm like he got paid the entire time we didn't and now of course he, you know and now you're still putting him on a pedestal of yeah. being this amazing person when it's like he got paid out bonuses while yeah. you were struggling to feed your family like I, and where was the advocacy work for the distributors yeah. he's such a great person yes because somebody should have been and maybe and maybe they maybe they're maybe and this is me being an optimist maybe yeah. there were people on that corporate staff that were like hey we need to pay our people yeah maybe who knows yeah. but either way y'all should have been paid that's yeah. that's got to be illegal and they were corporate people everybody it was just a whole uh now i'm gonna have trust issues the rest of my life because <laughs> well i mean when it comes to mlm companies <laughs> i think you're justified in feeling that way because at the end of the day it's really about the person that's trying to recruit you and i think too yeah and i think after being like you said when you peel back the curtain and you really see then it's hard you can't go back and i mean after all this happened i think i mentioned to you too like i had other companies people that were getting me on phone calls with corporate people from other companies and having these different contracts. And if you hit this level, we're going to pay you five times the amount because yeah. you're coming from here. The bridge and contracts, the yeah, sales all that based contracts. Yeah, it all happens. that stuff. And I was just like looking at all of it and, it, and I was, because again, that identity crisis, I was like, maybe I should, because this is all I know. Yeah. So maybe it's what I should do and offering this, but I just like, I could just never do it. And now I see some of these companies that I was on calls with that I decided not to join because I don't want to do MLM anymore. Yeah. But I see the posts that they make and I'm like, this is straight up not, not true. <laughs> Half yeah. of what, the way people say that they get paid and um just my like my favorite a, is when they talk about, oh, we get paid five ways, we get paid seven ways, we get paid 10 different ways. And it's kind of like, yeah, but seven of those 10 ways are based on recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. But here you are talking about selling a product and the commission that you make on, on the product, but it's false advertising because seven yeah. of the 10 ways you have to have a team and, or you have to recruit. Everything's about building. And, and like in companies that are yeah. like, we get paid on infinite an infinite volume or set pay. Yeah. Like it's not, it says right none of that's going to matter unless you have a team. Like, let's just say the quiet parts out loud, shall we? Yes. <laughs> get a team do this and even the set pay in this one particular company i think i know I what company you're talking about probably let's say it on the count of three it'll be fun okay ready uh -huh. on three we say it so it goes one two three we say it okay okay <laughs> one two three turn Two sciences oh, oh. <laughs> I, I was going back and forth she said cute sciences i said turn on but i did look at their crop plan too yeah <laughs> They do say a lot of the similar things. Yeah. Well, like now when I look at a comp plan, I'll make sure that I send it to you so that we can talk about it. Because honestly, yeah. it's it's very refreshing to talk to somebody that has been in companies longer than I have. Um, and it's just, you have a certain view that other people don't really, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make that sound like any kind of like negative way, but you just have a, we have a similar perspective. I guess yes. that's the best way to say that. Yes. Yep. 
and it's just not it's never what it sounds like on the internet and even even though i see the way some people present it and i'm like it doesn't sound enticing to me at all if like they're trying to like recruit recruit people to set pay but i'm like most people in mlm recruit where it's like you don't have a salary it's, there's no cat right but even on their set pay i don't know if you've seen on some of theirs like there's such a large gap Whereas like, so if I'm doing $50,000 in volume, I'm making the exact same check as someone doing 90 grand in volume. How's that? I'd be pissed if I was that $90,000 volume and I'm making the same check as this person. Like that wouldn't, I guess if people don't think about it, but I like that. But the majority of people are not going to see that. That is somebody that is experienced in multi-level marketing companies that can look at that and go, wait, this doesn't make sense. Why aren't there bonuses for the first three levels? Why, you know, why are there these huge gaps? Like this doesn't make any sense. Well, one of the, one of the biggest examples of this that I was given was in my first company and I was on a board trip and it was all of the advisory board members with the owner, the former owner of slumber parties. And we were all coming up with, um, revenue generating ideas mm-hmm. and you introduced yourself you gave some ideas and somebody wanted to add something onto the website and she was like listen to add something to the web- website is extremely expensive one little button I can't remember what she said the cost was but she was like it's it's very expensive and um she said look at this as a pie chart and and I will forever see comp plans and all of this as a pie chart you yeah. have you know the money that you make from the sale of the product as a company, recruiting, you know, marketing events, like you have all these different pieces of the pie. And when you want to add something, you have to take it away from somewhere, you know? Yeah. I'll never forget that. Right. There's still, yeah, no matter what, they still have to run a business. <laughs> yep. And pay. Yep. And, and when you're in an MLM, you have no control over that. And it's crazy how much we just are willing to accept. I remember looking at products in my first company where it's like, okay, if I sell this product for $100, I get 40%, but it's not 40% of $100. It's 140% of like $70, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, um, and improve it. And I love <laughs> that we're talking about this. Improve it. A box of ketones is $130 US. And you get for a new customer, 80 volume points. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then you get uh, 20% of it's called BV. Yeah. And so you get 20% of the BV. So you're making like 11 bucks uh, on and the sale like, of a $130 product. And people are so grateful for this amazing yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's just, it's a you know, low paying job. It's it, yeah, it's pulling back the curtain and seeing this for what it really is. So uh, what advice would you have for somebody that's in an MLM? And maybe they're maybe they're kind of seeing some things that they're like, I don't know, this doesn't feel right to me or, or you know, go back to where you were where you started to question things. What advice would you have for them? Um, oh, this is good. <laughs> I know I hit you with a good question. (laughs) You did. No, I think the biggest thing for anyone, even just looking, thinking about an MLM or you're already in an MLM is, is to not, my biggest regret, like I said, is giving up all that time. So to think about what really is important to you. And if the payoff is there that you're receiving, like, is it worth missing birthday parties, weddings, all that kind of stuff, time away, 
when you're on vacation, but you're still on a Zoom call because you feel obligated to, like, is it worth the check that you're mm. getting? And, you know, and it's probably not because most people, as we know, aren't making a good check, you know? Yeah. So is it worth that? Um, and then if it doesn't feel good, then that, that doesn't feel good for a reason. If you're questioning it, you're questioning it for a reason. And if you have questions and you ask those questions and they're not answered or they're brushed off, like I started asking a bunch of questions and I just got, you know, no answers. Yes. Answers or, you know, whatever, very vague and whatever, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, then I would just step back. I mean, the, 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 there's always going to be that big promise. I think a lot of people don't want to quit. Like the whole, I think I stuck out for so long. Sometimes it's just the whole, you know, sunk cost fallacy, right. Where it's like, you spent yes. so much time in so much energy in, where it's like, I can't quit now because what if I sign that rockstar up tomorrow, but I quit. God, I'm today. so glad you said that because in MLMs, they're always like, you know, you're one person away from a completely different team. And it's kind of like, yeah, really though? Like really? I don't and the thing so. is, yeah. And the thing is it, that could be true for 0.00001. Exactly. Of course that is possible, Yeah, but not likely for the most part. And, and I feel like the time, effort, energy, and skill, and talent. So if somebody's in an MLM, thinking about joining, think about the skill, talent, what you can bring, and if you're getting paid what you're worth. Because yeah. I feel like I have a lot of different, I, I feel like I limited myself. There's so many money-making opportunities in the world, especially online. And I cut myself off from a lot in the beginning because I was told you got to all in, laser focus, blah, blah, blah. Even though we're taught multiple streams of income, but yeah. only build this. That's right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just feel like I cut myself off. So again, so by the time I left, luckily my husband's very entrepreneurial and we started different things and, you know, actually really, truly believe in multiple streams of income and have done I'm grateful for that. Like, thank God I met him and we started all these things before this, before I lost my check, you know, thank goodness. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? We're told to build an MLM to have a fallback plan. And really I needed a fallback plan from my MLM. I, I just thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> grateful. I had a fallback plan from that. So, so um, wild. yeah. And so um, I did just like to know what you're worth because I don't think an MLM is going to pay anybody with her worth yeah. you know your skills talent unless you're some crazy freaking i don't know lebron james and you know that you can just tweet something out and get a bunch of people to buy something you're yeah. probably not gonna unless you can do that you're probably not gonna like i feel i do you see that i struggle say i have a hard time telling people because i'm such an optimist like maybe you could i don't want to tell well I, I mean in your defense you you had you have great memories yeah. you know everybody has a different experience in in mlms to a certain extent and you it, you're speaking out because you know the business model is faulty Sucks. but at the same time you're it, it feels like you're going against these beautiful memories that you have and uh, we're, we're not talking about those memories and the relationships yeah. and we're, we're not talking about that. We're, we're focusing on the business model. I would um, say and maybe that can models. help you to kind of, they're two different things, really. Yeah. When you think about it, we're talking about the business model and how most yeah. people don't make money. We're not yeah. talking about the people and like the memories you create right. and the experiences you had. Yeah. Good. Good. Yep. You're right. And that's okay to have both. Yeah. No, you're you right. Know? Yeah. 100%. Cause I feel like, yeah, if you're going to go based on numbers in business, then it would be stupid to start an MLM. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would tell someone. It'd be really Do your dumb. own thing. <laughs> yeah.
I, I mean, honestly, like, yes, the, like I said, the, the nice part about MLM that people like is you don't have to pay and all the like, whatever, but I think it's worth it to do it you yeah. know, and figure it out. It's worth the time, money and effort to have control versus yeah. have not, no control over anything that happens. Yeah. And, and who even knows too, like products and stuff like there's some products i think there's probably some good products in mlm i'm sure there's decent products but half the time i just find it so interesting people just sign up to sell something and all of a sudden it's the best thing that ever has been on earth when i'm like yeah. you don't even and there's know there's no comparison there's nothing, nothing. Else like this on the market nope. meanwhile you do a quick google search for something similar and multiple companies come up that are yeah. you know half the price quarter of the price mm -hmm the reason that they're pricing this stuff so expensive is because they have but to huh? figure out a way to cover the recruiting bonuses and the commissions. Right. Yeah. That's why I think direct sales, MLM, I feel like when it's first started in the beginning, wonderful, but then it's like, now you're not competing. You're not competing with other businesses based on having a great product. You're competing based on a comp plan. Yeah. <laughs> and who you know, and who's the on the team. That, yeah. The fact that people even recruit by saying we have a better comp plan should be a red flag that let me <laughs> That means you pay more for people than your product. <laughs> like, if you really think about it, all of these comp plans that that some of these companies are like, oh my god, we're so different. No, you're not. You all stem from Amway. Mm -hmm. You all you all come from Neutralite Amway. That's where yeah. all of this. It's not that different. Okay, maybe instead of five ways to get paid, you have seven. Yeah. And I see some people that are like, oh my gosh, our CEO got on a Zoom with us. Does your CEO oh, do that? And I'm like, lots of CEOs get on Zooms. With like, yeah. that's not different. That's not unique. Lots of CEOs do that. Yes. Why? Yes, they do all. <laughs> and my favorite is when they're like, our CEOs are so transparent. No, they're not. I thought they, that. <laughs> they're showing you what they want you to see. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything is about how, how they are seen, in my opinion. Yeah. Crazy. This I was, know. this was awesome. Like, this I, know, was I feel like this could be 10 hours. <laughs> well, before we started recording, I was like, listen, I could talk to you for, for days. I One, I could talk to you about basketball all day long yeah. and coaching and all of that stuff. By the way, let's talk about that for just, I just have a question for you. Okay. Do you watch the WNBA? I haven't. I haven't yeah. watched a lot of basketball in years or like a couple oh, years because okay. of kids and moving yeah, and life. life, but no, but go on. I have. I was going to ask who your favorite WNBA team was. Um, probably. But if you don't watch, I mean, I don't good. watch that much. But I know, like, I graduated high school in 2003, so I'm pretty similar in age with Diana Taurasi. So I always liked watching her. Was she Phoenix? Is that Phoenix? Yeah, still? she's Phoenix yeah. Mercury. Yeah. Um, and then isn't there? Gosh, this makes me sound terrible, but Milwaukee, don't they have a kid? Um, or Minneapolis, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, Minnesota, the, yeah, Minnesota. Leagues. I thought one of them were just in the final, like the final four for the finals. Um, I don't remember who, well, the Chicago sky won it last year. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. maybe you can maybe start watching and we can, I will. We can talk I will. about that. I am a yeah. huge Las Vegas aces fan, obviously. Yeah. Um, I see you post about the WNBA all the time. I just haven't yeah. watched basketball in probably just from coaching during the seasons. And then like, yeah, when you're and coaching and you're watching film and you're doing all that stuff, the last thing you do, want to do is watch more basketball. And being <laughs> pregnant and raising little babies. And, yeah. Uh, um, and, I want and realizing to... my checks are gone from my MLM business. <laughs> yeah, 
bet that was very traumatic. Figuring oh. that out. I was like, I need to just drink a lot of wine and just <laughs> not think about MLMs. I know. And it's hard too. I don't know um, you're like how you handle like friends or people that you know, like, because again, the optimism in me, like, and I don't ever want to like rain on someone's parade or be yeah. that person, but you get so many messages from people in MLMs. And like, when I see people like post things, I'm like, do you respond? I, I, it's so hard for me. Like I have so much I want to say, but I'm like, is it worth my energy? Like just, yeah. Yeah. Well, before I was as loud as I am yeah. about being against MLMs, um, I probably got some messages. I don't, rem I don't remember any. Um, I had one gal from Savvy mm. that's a leggings company. And I mean, you've, you see my social media profile. It's very, it's very clear that I'm against MLMs yeah. and she actually cold messaged me about savvy. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you looked at my profile? Yeah, I did. You have great content. And I was <laughs> like, so you know that I do anti MLM content. Yeah. I also saw that you live in leggings and I'm like, so you just thought like, well, so were you wanting me to be like a customer or were you trying to recruit me either way? It's a no. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, and that was just here. I don't know. The last the last couple of months. <laughs> My favorite like, wow. though is when they say they're not in like no company is an MLM company anymore. Yeah, no corporate like corporate companies. Yeah. Traditional business models are pyramid schemes. <laughs> no, people get paid for their time when they yeah. work for a corporate, you know, a, a traditional company. Right. Or they're like, <sighs> yes, we're MLM, but it, but we're different. Like it's just. Oh man, I know. I just want to tell people just go live and enjoy your life. Start, stop, stop being on the internet and just go enjoy your life. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine life. if instead of world ventures, you started like a travel vlog where you taught people how to travel at a discount or whatever, um, and did like a YouTube channel on it. Yeah. Instead, That's, that would be amazing. Yeah. Are you trying to make me depressed that I didn't do that? <laughs> no. <instead of> <laughs> Just drink some more wine. You'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the coulda, woulda, shoulda. No, I yeah, just, I, no, I, and after, there are a ton of people that do travel, like do travel blogs and make a ton of money and they do well. There's so many, and that's the thing too. Like there's so many in 2006, when I signed up in MLM, I didn't, there wasn't a lot of different things where now it's yeah. like, even for a side gig to like DoorDash or Uber or yeah. uh, lead generation on, there's so many things now i saw an mlm that is for it's a it's a branch of b epic which was a health which i don't know if they're still around i think they are um but it's a health and wellness company and they have like this extension and it's about getting more gas mileage oh yeah and i'm like I don't know the name. But, uh, it was b epic i saw a lot of it's, like, B something. it's like 25 bucks a month or something yeah. And you get these little, they look like little pills. You put them in your gas tank. And I'm like, God, they're making an MLM for literally everything. And then I don't know if I would trust that. Like, I'm not putting that in my car. Yeah. Knowing I what we know about MLMs and the products and the lack of testing. Absolutely not. Even just regular gas stations. I was at the gas station the other day and they have certain things that you can do. And a lady went in there asking about it. And the clerk was like, to be honest, I wouldn't put it in my car. And I'm like, I appreciate this guy's honesty. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> like, yeah, we sell it, but I wouldn't no put joke. it in my car. But 
Yeah, there is an MLM for literally everything. I can't think of something there's not an MLM for. You know, sure. it's just gross. It is. It is. It is. Because then it's like you have to monetize every friendship you have. Yeah. And that sucks. And when I remember you're, when yeah. your group of people that you love, respect, and like spending time with become your network of leads, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's grimy to me. Even just be like, my friend, just be my, my family member, you know, and, and this is coming from a place of, I used to be the person that was pitching, you know, friends and family and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's almost a blessing that I moved away the way our first company was because I didn't like a lot of my best friends from like, that I grew up with family, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think I probably like called them to be customers at one point, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And like a lot of them did, but like never like recruit, like I still have all my, fortunately, all my friendships are still yeah, that's good. None of them. And then like, I've definitely like even travel, I'd show them the membership and they're like, no, we like, I, I feel like, but then I think that's maybe why I did well. Cause yeah. I literally was the definition. Like, I don't care. Like we're still friends. Like I didn't care. Yeah. Like I didn't do at all. So luckily I didn't push people away, but I did have my stepsister and her husband were in. And like, so it did make it awkward after all that we didn't get paid. They didn't have like a big, they weren't yeah. money, but they got the emails that they sent to everybody. So it did make it for an awkward Thanksgiving once where I was like, yeah, how embarrassing, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry about oh, that. God. Sorry, you didn't get paid for the time that you put in and the sales. Yikes. Yeah. We're going to, I'm going to see what we can do about this because. <laughs> oh, well, good. I would love to have that money. I mean, you I, should. I you, I've already written it off in my head, but, yeah, <laughs> but it's still, it'd be just an extra feel nice to have that. Like, I know. And then out of spite, when they like emailed about getting people to sign back up when they started in business again, under new ownership and all this stuff, I yeah. was like, ew, no, there's no way I could go back when knowing like, yeah, my money is in your account. <laughs> like, yeah. You no. owe me. Well, and with the amount of belief that these companies are like, you know, preaching the belief yeah. in, the, in the company and the product and what we're doing here. Yeah. You know, when you have these kinds of situations, it kind of chips down at your belief and you're kind of like, well, but what do I believe here? So. Yeah. I will say this, this will, you'll find this very, very, very interesting. Cause it is crazy how the whole world, like MLM world can be kind of intertwined. Yeah. So when everyone went to secret, right. I remember I never went to any of their trainings and I remember like hearing like my, uh, like, a fr- like someone, actually my husband's up line saying like, oh my gosh, this training was unbelievable. There's this couple here and they talked about like just a strategy things that they used with like, ex- whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. And then when I got the email from Dream Trips International about the new owners, it was the same people. So they were in secret and then they went and bought Dream Trips. Oh my God. So it. And then like the director of training that was in World Vendors that went to secret now does training. He still does that. But for other companies, because my husband has his insurance license. Um, and so a friend that he knows that's in an MLM for insurance, it's like, he's, he was like, just um, do you want to whatever, get on this call. And he was doing a training for them. So oh he's doing God. a training for like multiple. And so it's just funny to me to see like, the point is the corporate people, they're always going to get theirs. They're oh, always yeah. going to be fine, no matter what. They can cross the line. I couldn't talk about another product, but the trainers can go train other companies like oh well yeah the (laughs) the top of any company in my opinion is allowed to basically do whatever they want yeah and i've seen that and prove it 
I've seen that in multiple companies. The rules don't apply to the people that are bringing in the most money to these MLM companies. Oh. This person wasn't even, yeah. It's just, I just thought it was it's like wild. Like, I was just like, aren't those the people that train at Secret of It and now they own Dream Trips, the old yeah. company that everyone came from? That's so crazy. So wild. I, can't, so I wish wild. I could say I'm surprised though, but I'm not. <laughs> well, this was, this was amazing. This was a great combo. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know we went a little bit longer. Yeah, sorry. No, I I really loved the the conversation a whole lot. And I know that it's going to help some people and okay. um, hopefully prevent some people from joining MLMs and going through what, what we went through, you know? Goodness, I hope so. Yeah. Everyone so, just needs to go watch your content. You have great stuff. I love you. it. Well, I have a podcast looking- too. Yeah. You want to tell everybody about your podcast yes, and I'll put podcast. the link to it in the, in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. We, um, a friend of mine, we have the confident woman podcast. Um, we've had it for three years, so it's fun. We have a bunch of different women from all over the world. Um, just tell their stories and kind of highlight their successes, um, things that they've learned, things that they've messed up. My whole belief is we gain confidence by just screwing up. So the more you mm. screw up, <laughs> the more you gain the confidence. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and like everyone has a different definition of success. So we have women on there that are seven figure business people that they've built their own companies or they own, gosh, we had a lady on here that owned a castle in Italy. I thought that was cool. That um, cool. but then people that, um, are pediatricians or stay at home moms, right? Like that are doing different things. Cause it's, I don't think there's a box of what success is. It's That's right. all of a, what, so there's something for everybody on it. I so love that. So. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start listening to that podcast. So I'm very excited. And for those of you that also want to listen to it, I'm going to put the, the link to the podcast in the video description. And is it okay if I put your Instagram so people can get yeah. you? Know? Okay. And yep. so make sure that you guys go and follow Erin. She obviously, from what you guys heard, she's an incredible human. She has lots of wisdom. She has a ton of energy. And this was so fun to do this podcast with you. I loved and, it. Um, just again, thank you so much for being on the, the show. And uh, I will see you guys on the next episode. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening and have a wonderful day, everybody.